With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up? This your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. The Lions are a great team, and people are going to find that out on Sunday. My only fear is the lights are a little too bright, and the Niners come out and can dictate the tempo early because that's going to be that's going to make it really difficult for the Lions to come from behind. When they'll get it going during the game, but if they fall behind early, they you know an early touchdown, a punt, a fumble, a pick, and another Christian McCaffrey touchdown, that's going to make it really hard. As long as the Lions can dictate play right out of the gate, and they can, they'll win this game because the Niners are vulnerable. They're not a great team. You saw last week, they could have lost last week pretty easy to a team not nearly as good as the Lions. The Lions' offensive weapons are immense. They're going to rely on the running backs because eventually you're going to see, okay, Jared Goff can't win this by himself. They can't just expect him to go out and throw it up up and down the field. It's going to be heavy Montgomery, heavy Jameer Gibbs. They're going to put their will on the game and watch the Lions. They're going to get out to a lead, force the 49ers to play the game on their terms, and the Lions win this game, a high-scoring game. Give me Detroit 34-30, and the Lions go to the Super Bowl. My Lions in the Super Bowl. You know, there's that part in Top Gun where Jester says to Maverick, that was some of the best flying I've seen yet. Right up until the part where you got killed. Everything I said right there was on the money. Right up until the part where we talked about the final score. Everything well, I no, had no, no, no. Right, right until you talked about the part of, of the, the 49ers and dictating this, that, the other. They did none of it. Everything was right. Oh, you can the Lions dictated everything. No, in no, the no. First the half. Lions certainly did. Yes, they did everything. My big fear didn't come true. The Lions had everything. And then Dan Campbell decided, wait a minute, I want to Dan Campbell this thing. I am officially taking my vote for Dan Campbell for Coach of the Year back. Not that I have a vote, but if I had one, I would take it back for my vote on the air. Uh, I'm taking it away from Dan Campbell. We're going into the lazy Dan Campbell tropes that you've been hearing for the last 27 hours. I'm taking it away from Dan Campbell. Catch the ball. Don't fumble the ball. 
Well, that's it's true a Jason too. Smith curse. He cursed them. No, no, no. I did you my job. You cursed the Lions. You can never go to Detroit again. I got the Lions as far as I could get them, man. I got them to the bleeping NFC Championship game. I got them to a 24-7 lead at halftime, and then they melted down in the second half like they were Frosty the Snowman when he gets tricked, and they, they push him in the, the Arboretum, wherever he is. I'm uh, you see, you're burying the lead. Once again, uh. you were felled by the greatness that is Brock Purdy. I was not felt. Brock Purdy was terrible he yesterday. He came and he got your ass, Brock and he's Purdy, moving on to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Brock Purdy is lucky because there were a half dozen throws that should have been picked and off. And they weren't. Exactly. And he that's all that matters. Yesterday. He got lucky. My they Lions. Harmlessly incomplete. Uh, My Lions. Or off somebody's helmet and into somebody's arm. That's what happened. No well, excuses. You know what? Make a play. Oh, the and Lions, the Lions they go to the Super Bowl. Down, just a melting down. My and Lions. And as soon as they went for it on fourth and two and didn't get it, I said, oh, that's trouble. And Pam says, they still have a two tie. I said, no, no, that's a lot of trouble right there. That's you talking about the first one or the second the one? The first people one. Are, are oh, the game was over. The, the, by, the time it, by the time the second one happened, you knew how the game was going to end. It's not like it was, a, oh, I don't see how this movie's going to end. No, I'll tell you how the movie's going to end. I'll tell you exactly how this movie's going to end. Now, the first, look, here's the thing, and this is why I, I get into Dan Campbell and it being his fault. Dan Campbell, when you go, we talk about going, we talk about going for it on fourth down, mm-hmm. okay? And, and there's a couple of things, is that... You heard, oh, he's true to himself, right? That was all, hey, we like to go for it. We like to go for it. That, that's what you, Hey, Dan Camp, they went for it during the season. Hey, that's when they do it. He's not relying on analytics to tell him when to go for it, when to not, right? He's not, he's not, not somebody that's a, that's a glorified OC that's reading some kind of board saying, well, this says 68.9%. No, no, he's going on his gut. He went on his gut at the end of the first half, didn't go for it on fourth down, kicked the field goal. That was a smart play. But I don't know if he, honestly, I swear to you, I don't know if he just decided that he, he got itchy fingers because, well, we didn't go for it at the end of the first half. I want to go for it here. And he goes for it on fourth and two when that was the wrong decision. There's no Why is it the wrong decision? If that all, guy sir, catches on, the damn ball to yes, first down and you but move on. Didn't. Right, but, but you're didn't. also banking that but Michael Badgley, who has been bounced around this NFL, is suddenly going to walk in cool and calm and collected and he's going to make that field goal and then so, he's going to make the other one. It's, it's the most asinine argument I've heard oh, for the stop, last 27 man. hours. Just this guy's stop. automatic. Just it's not that. Justin Tucker walking out there. It's not Harrison Butker. It's less than 50 yards. It's not Jesus. It's none of those guys. It's Badgley. It's less than 50 yards. You got to count on your kicker and to make that And he's about a 70% guy. And, there's, and there's they, threw up, they drew up a play that was perfect. No, it, didn't, it didn't go. It didn't go for first down. Right. So I can tell me it was perfect. That's not on it him. first down. It execute. Failed. It's the, the excellence of execute. execute. Players have to make plays, Jason. Execute. You can't tell me that at the time. When they went for it on fourth and two, everybody watching said, what a great call this is. No, no, no. The reaction, everybody's, even the most strident of people who want to defend Dan Campbell, at that moment it was, ooh, I don't know. This is dicey. You had a chance to kick a field goal and take a three-score lead. This You're not coaching week six against the Bears. You're not rolling the dice here in week nine against the Jaguars or the Titans. This is the bleeping NFC Championship game, How man. about you go back to and third down and, and the call to, hey, let's get the ball into Amon Ra Bra- St. Brown's hands. What are we doing? We're calling a running play. Greg Olson in the moment said, well, they had already decided they're going for it on fourth. Yeah, this Before is that play was even called. Campbell gets too emotional. And this is this this is the big deal is that he didn't do it to be true to himself. It's it's 
it's not something you just blanketly do because we're aggressive, we go for it. You have to understand the time and place of the game. And at that point, you know what else? And, and you know the big thing is that you understand, hey, we can get this. It's fourth and two. It's fourth and two. It's fourth and two. Right. But what's not taken into account is what happens if we don't make it? What's the result if we don't make it? The Niners were on life support. Yes, they had kicked a field goal, but they thought they were going to go right down the field to score in the second half, and the Lions defense stiffened. You don't make this on fourth down. You give them life. And look what happened after that. The game was over. It was all 49ers Well, then how about you go and fire Aaron Glenn? Who all probably should have been fired in season. But oh, the, oh, what, what about the defense saying, collapsing? Oh, no, no. Like, it's I'm just not, not saying, all on Dan look, Campbell. Guys dude, still know what need to go out. Like, they still had 72 yes, yards still, to defend you still had to that go they out did not. I understand. But what happens in that moment? And that, that, that play call and that decision dictated the rest of the game. Because suddenly, suddenly, the stadium is electric. And the Niners are out there thinking, they just blew it. We just stopped them on fourth down. Even though Josh Reynolds didn't catch a pass that was a little bit behind. It wasn't a perfect pass, but it was on his hands. He still should have caught it. But you didn't need to go for it in that point. There was, and that's why I know I'm right. Because go back to right before that play, nobody said, oh, what a great and gutsy call this is. Oh, this is great. No, it's, ooh, I don't know. Oh, maybe. And you're watching, you're watching the clock tick and go, maybe they get it and it works. That's the best you could do. And you know when that's your, when that's your response, then that's the wrong thing to do. You take, it's, it's the NFC championship game to go to the Super Bowl. You can't just go for it because you decide, well, we usually go for it. That's not how this is, man. You're talking talking about we are we we are in the third quarter we just watch them kick a field goal we kick a field goal we wipe away everything they did they're coming back out Brock Purdy's taking chances throwing the ball down the field and we still have the momentum they gave everything they gave life to the 49ers the 49ers came back out on that field they had confidence they were cocky they knew they could get it done they had a bolt of energy that go through them and that's what momentum is well, and Journey they got the momentum back you. and yeah. that's what I, hey Journey was great too right but they hey the line still withstood Journey because they stopped them on that on that first drive the second half my, th- my whole point is that is when you're predisposed to risk right and that's dan campbell he's predisposed to risk and he's doing it with a gut feel he's not doing with what hey what i think for the game this point he's doing it with a gut feel don't you don't have to go for it every time but when you're predisposed to risk when that happens you're going to be predisposed to pushing it and doing it when you shouldn't right you saw it against dallas on the two-point conversion at the end of the game why are they going for it okay wait why are they going for it again from the seven yard line that's just stupid but dan campbell makes an emotional decision with that so you know he's emotional with a first down and you saw it they could take a three score lead they didn't and this is what happened as a result from there it was all san francisco you didn't need to do it you didn't need to go for it on fourth down you kick a field goal and you got it if you don't trust your kicker to make something from less than 50 yards you shouldn't be on the team although i realize the patriots have done that for a guy oh, i get it and the packers okay there's been bad a lot example. of teams that bad, have gone okay, down bad that road. there's a lot bad. of kickers that right. i don't know that a lot of teams trust bad example but he's not kicking if you don't think he can make it and and that's what gets me about this call is that it was not something that you had to do and then i'm going to make another decision bad by doing it again instead of taking a field goal that would tie the game that would tie the nfc championship game we already didn't make it once on fourth down and when that happens you know going into that next play the niners got their ears pinned back on we, we stopped them once we're gonna stop them again you're not playing from a position of strength so kick the field goal on fourth down and tie the game go to overtime find a way to continue to extend the game but instead he decided to take it down to an all-or-nothing play and he put an all-or-nothing play on earlier when they didn't convert the first down that's the whole thing they didn't need to do it he got emotional and didn't understand what the repercussions of that was but if he stopped and someone said to him coach 
listen, dude, if we don't get this first down, if we don't get your this, team is going to quit this, on you. Coach. This entire stadium <laughs> comes to life. And They're that not playing the game. And that quarterback over there who has not had any confidence comes into a short field thinking, let's go get this ball and stick it in the end zone. And they come out with a different purpose. You had them mentally defeated. They thought that we're going to come out in the second half, get a big touchdown. We're all, and what happened? They get stopped for a field goal. The Lions are driving down to field. It's going to equalize everything they've done in the third quarter so far. Just think of what is the repercussion? What does it mean mentally to your team when you don't make that? Suddenly you're on roller skates. And that, and that, that, that's, what, that's what I don't get. Is I love Dan Campbell. But, man, those, that decision at the time, I said, what happens if you don't make – because it's, it's a dicey thing. And it was dicey because you saw you couldn't trust one of your most trusted receivers to make a catch on a ball he's got to. Why? Because it's fourth and three in the bleeping NFC championship game on the road and everybody's jittery and the crowd is insane and you know how big a play this is. And what happens? Oh, a little jittery. I don't make the play. All of these things go into that decision. It's not just fourth and two. We've done it all year. We get it. You have to understand the time and place. And that time and place, everything I just outlined tells you why that was the wrong play to make and I feel awful because Lions fans I don't know when they'll be able to talk about this game because you cursed them I haven't talked to my family I couldn't call anybody I'm like I can't call anybody you may never be able to talk about this game that's why I look at this and I go Dan Campbell he just completely misread the game and misread what to do in that moment yeah I'm still gonna vehemently disagree he looked at Johnson you know the hot hot head coaching uh wonderkin hey you got a play that's gonna get us the first and get a guy wide open yeah there it was. Make the catch. Move on. And then go play defense when you don't. You're still inside. The The Niners started the possession inside their own 30. Anyway, here's George Kittle to tell you how much they were rattled. Did you say something good up there? Uh, I said it has in the first half, not going to lie. They had us in the first half, not going to lie. But... And here we are now. I called that. I called that in the second quarter. I said, I can't wait at the end of the game. I'm going to be able to say this to the entire world. And then we did it. I can't wait at the end of the game. I'm going to say, hey, they had us in the first half. Not going to lie. He's going up and down the line. I can't wait till after the game. And I get to say, you know what? They had us in the first half. Keep singing it. Have fun. Encourage you guys. Right? Tim talking You're the guy. You're the guy. There you go. It's like he's going up and down the line. Go, thank you very much. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank well, but he was coming. going up and down the line on the in the sideline uh, before halftime, saying, "Hey, let's go, let's go get this." And you know, to pin that all on that one Dan Campbell decision to me, that's just Monday morning quarterbacking. Don't play defense. Everything was was everything great until that moment. Were the Lions were the Lions controlling the game until that moment? What happened after that? And they went to put a dagger. That was it? It was over. And Reynolds it, it, missed. The what? You got to point back to something. You got to point back, point back to that. But they made a perfect play call. They made a great decision. They didn't execute. Didn't make a play call. That's they didn't not, execute. Because it's Right, but again, it's not Dan Campbell's again, fault that that guy again, didn't catch the ball. No, no, no. Again, it's fourth and three in the NFC Championship game on the bleeping road, and the stadium's insane, and the pressure in the huddle. We got to make this. You don't think guys are jittery? Can we do this? And all of a sudden, a ball that Reynolds not, catches not all the bit. time? It's what Dude, they've done all you got to think about that, man. This is not, Again, it's not fourth and two week four against the Bears. I'm sorry, I keep saying the Bears. It's not fourth and two, week three against the Jets. This is the NFC champ. Everything is amplified, and that's not taken into account. And it has to be. It's why analytics fails when you say we should follow analytics all the way through. That had nothing I, to do with analytics. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. It's, it, that, you, you, you trace everything back to that call. Jason, right there. What you serious me? question. Are the Lions sniffing that game without Dan Campbell going on, a, on, a, on fourth down all year? 
Uh, no, sure the answer is no. Sure they are. They are not go, nearly a playoff team Brandon without Staley. going for it on fourth you, down. You never often. go full Brandon Staley. No, but look, but it doesn't matter because there's times Dude, you, to go you for it. You evaded the question. He no, no. He the answer is no. no. But even they after they miss it, it, the answer is it's that's their style, and he stuck down. to it. He, but you you can't just manage every single game like that's it's the what same got one before them there. it. But that's not how you manage the game at that point. They're not there without the NFC Championship. Sure, but you didn't have to do it. You did. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? We got to do this. We got to go. We have no choice. No, no. This was. This is. We could have kicked the field goal. We could have gone up. We've gone up seventeen again. And and good luck. It's a three score game now with about eighteen minutes left to go. He didn't have to do it. Look, we got a lot on this coming up. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen live from the Tyrac.com studio. My Lions. My li- yeah. Curse them. I just no, it's Campbell's fault. And Eminem's right? flipping you off right now. <laughs> Talk about a sore loser! My God, you showed up for two games yeah. and already you're fighting with the fans. Yeah. Go back into hiding. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100 percent sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is very important for me to say this right now to begin with this because it's yep. very important. And I don't want to start. No, 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 no. We're going to get to that in a second, Ty Shirt. Oh, okay. That, that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a second. We, we, we'll, get to the, we'll get to the Lakers in a second. Okay, we're, my we're bad. commemorating the life and times of Cheetah Rivera so this early is, in the show. Wow. Why do you have to bring up somebody who died today? Why well, do you, he uh, played taps, so yeah. salute. The tight shit plays taps all the time. Well, I thought you were about to talk about Lions going to the Super Bowl. My bad. Uh, oh, <laughs> another person that hates Detroit. Okay, very nice. I'd like to report a, mur- report a murder. <laughs> Imagine vacationing in Detroit, Mike. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do the, it. The Knicks are a freight train right now. They cannot be stopped. Second night of back-to-backs, 
doesn't matter. No Randall, no Anunobi, doesn't matter. They blow out the Jazz. They're 14-2 and two in January. I, I'm telling you, I told you when they traded for OG Anunobi, this is the Pau Gasol to the Lakers trade. That's how big they coveted him for a long time. This is the effect it's going to have. And here they are right now. They're one of the, right now, they're one of the top three or four teams playing in the NBA. Overall, out of everybody, both conferences, whoever you see them, they've beaten big teams. They've beaten the teams they should. They've taken care of business against teams that aren't very good. Second night of back-to-backs would have been easily for the Knicks to go, hey, you know what? No energy tonight. The Jazz coming off this game. Jazz are 500. They're not bad. They're not great away, but this could have been a game. Nope. Knicks are in control the entire night. Dante DiVincenzo scores 33 with nine threes. The Knicks are a freight train. They figured it out with one trade. With one. Now, yes. all this stuff, I don't know what you know the trade like it's like oh the no Knicks you need another yeah, trade yeah, yeah. okay we need a trade but you know obviously waiting to see what happens with julius randall but it looks like yeah. he's only going to be out a, a few weeks instead of months which is a really big deal but man i don't know how you go and really upset the apple cart right now like i think your trade needs to be something like a first round pick and evan fournier's expiring contract for for a really good player that you can move off the bench someone like a jordan clarkson or something like that that can be some offense off the bench because your your bench is a little thin that right now because a couple yes. of guys you thought were going to come through you only have three guys really playing minutes off the bench right now but it'll, that'll change when, when randall comes back but that's the kind that's the only trade they don't need this big time hey we don't need him beat anymore more. Screw you want to stay in Philadelphia. Stay in Philadelphia, Joel Embiid. We don't need you anymore. But that's the trade the Knicks need. They don't need a lot right now. They are a freight train, Mike Harmon. A freight train. Get off the tracks because you're going to get run over by the Knicks. Yeah, even if you're on the right track, you get run over if you just sit there. Uh, we will get to watch Joel Embiid as he returns to the court a little later on here as they we get another game to watch the we Warriors. We sure he's buddy. returning to the court? Is there anybody he doesn't want to match up against now? Warriors? Yeah, no, I think he's okay. I think he'll play. Well, okay. I, I have some larger questions. I know HIPAA and, and all of that stuff. Is there re- Is he one of the guys that can't play in Denver? For physical reasons, and they just don't disclose that and just rule them out for other things? I think of knees, ankles, etc. I don't know. That's a great question, but I always go by the player. And I think if that was the case, Joel Embiid would have no problem saying, hey, I have a tough yeah. time, but I can't, I can't play in day. He's not one of those guys that's going to be, no, no, I just put my head down and go to work. No, this is a guy who every day yeah. is checking MVP voting online. Oh, well, uh, where me, am I today? But Did I get any more votes? <laughs> yeah, let me continue down that path because, you know, you're talking about your bench. You had three guys play only 14 points for your bench in this, and you're banking on these monster nights from DiVincenzo uh, and company, and, and you're going to get your share of them. Here's the problem. They all played heavy minutes to get this victory tonight, and that's the thing I'm concerned about. It's the old Thibodeau effect as a guy who watched it for years in Chicago. It's the, at this point, with no Randall, other guys have to pick up their minutes, pick up stressful minutes along the way, and and that usually becomes a a problem as you get into March and April uh, and if you advance beyond that. Guys are uh, tripping over their tongues, uh, as it were. You got 20 minutes out of Grimes. He had 12 of the 14 points. Sims, 19 minutes, plus 14 I mean, look, effective, uh, but just two points, only took two shots. And then McBride, who you mentioned, uh, 0 for 4. You're going to need more uh, continuity and consistency uh, to at least spell these guys and and take some of the stress off. Because Randall, as much as we can get optimistic about a couple of weeks, the initial diagnosis was a couple of months. So what does a couple of weeks really mean in the grand scale 
uh, of this stuff, right? And, and you want to make sure you're managing your squad. Hey, if he comes back and he's full tilt and ready to go, that's a bonus. Uh, you can't uh, let this run that you're on go asunder uh, because you played the wishing and hoping and didn't get on the phones at the trade deadline. But what I will want up you with, and that goes back to Embiid being able to play tonight, is – you know, your guy Brunson in the end, and I hate to blow smoke up, um, you know. Say uh, it. To say start. it. Say it. Your guy may end up winning the MVP by default. Yeah, because Embiid, Because <laughs> Embiid and Halliburton aren't going to play enough games to get there. No. Right? No. They're going to be disqualified just by not being available. And so it becomes the, all right, are we going to vote who's, for Jokic who's again? Play, who's played the amount of games? And all of a sudden you see the bloop, 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 names being X'd out all but the that's way just down. It. Oh, look at all these guys. Okay. But think about that. If you were buy, betting into NBA MVP futures before the season, like, all right, this guy's odds, that guy's odds. And now we're here at, at what, 40, 45 to 48 games played, uh, road big road trips for the two LA teams, all of that stuff. And you're like, all right, this guy's now got four or five more misses before he's disqualified from the MVP. And for Halliburton, it's a bigger deal because you're also talking about all of those bonuses because the way they do these dopey contracts to where he could lose out on like $40 million, (laughs) right? You know, those all NBA bonuses and MVP vote bonuses and all of those things. Like these are really consequential things that for whatever reason, the union agreed to, but all of that to say your guy, 10 of 23 tonight, 29 points, uh, to go with nine assists, keeps this up. Knicks keep winning. Uh, it becomes a heartwarming story of a new guy breaking into mm. uh, that upper echelon of superstars. Not to call him one, but the numbers will be there, and it'll get those old debates of do we want a new story, particularly when we can actually celebrate something that isn't a Billy Joel concert at the Garden. Let Express Employment Professionals help hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs or sifting through resumes, interviews with unqualified applicants. Move up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. That's ExpressPros.com. Let the record show. Mike Harmon just spent 90 seconds talking about Jalen Brunson MVP. Not me. Not me. Mike Harmon did. Well, no. Yeah, but I'm now going to say this for America because we did get a, a tweet coming back. Quote, and, and Prosper, you'll like this one. It might be your burner account. Quote, is every show going to start with a delusional Knicks rant? Knicks, I've Knicks, heard the exact Knicks, same Knicks, nonsense Knicks, Knicks, for weeks Knicks, now, Knicks, Knicks, and it's getting old. How there is it nonsense? Teams, We're 14-2. Right? <laughs> We're the best team in the NBA the last month. Uh, okay. Tell you what, let's, let's take that? out the flamethrower and go the other way. No, 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 not enough cursing for my burner account. You know what? Okay, let, you know point. what, Mike? Let let you know what? Let I understand that. I I understand that part of it. Okay, maybe. Okay, the ne- so let's talk about a different team. Let's talk about how things went tonight for the Lakers. One thirty-eight, one twenty-two. Another disappointing evening for the purple and gold. Lakers Billy Mack on the call. Lakers TV. Lakers lose again, a game they were never in against the Hawks, a game in which they looked to say they were passive defensively as being kind. Like, I'm being a nice guy saying that. I'm being a really nice guy. You go off of the game last night where during huddles, A.D. and LeBron were staring daggers at Darvin Ham. A.D. walked out of a huddle uh, last night. He didn't play tonight. Um, Look, I got news for you. 
Darvin Ham isn't going to be the Lakers coach by the end of this week. I'm, I'm still telling you, by Friday, it's going to be somebody new. The Lakers have a day off, and then they go into Boston. Are you really going to make that the move then? But I would say directly after the Celtics game, you are going to see a new head coach for the Lakers because they have no choice. Because they're at the point now where you can say, okay, they are completely underachieving. They have quit under Darvin Ham. They have the LeBron team. I don't know if it's LeBron telling everybody, if LeBron just is his passivity, whatever it is, but LeBron teams quit when they don't like the coach. We've seen that for 20 years now, and this team has given up. So you have no choice but to change the head coach because you've had a whole season now where LeBron and AD have been healthy. Didn't think that was going to happen. At some point, one of them is going to be hurt, and it still may happen, but to this point, they've both been healthy, and they've gotten pretty good con- contributions from guys that you weren't sure about. How good was Hachimura going to be? Well, he was hurt a little bit early, but they were winning without him, and he's turned out to be fine off the bench. Vanderbilt, the same thing, right? Reeves has come on after a bit of uh, yo-yoing in and out of the lineup. Uh, they've, they should be much better than this 24 and 25. So guess what? It's going to be Darvin Ham, and he's going to be let go. And there's going to uh, look, and there's a couple of guys out there that have won NBA titles in the last five years, whether it's Budenholzer or Nick Nurse, that you can go out and get that could bring in a championship mentality. But I know if I know Frostburg, I'm, I'm going to give him the option here, Frostburg. Go ahead. I know who you're going to say, manifest it, put it out there in the universe. There's only one option, guys. <laughs> What's it's that? Time Let's go. to call Phil Jackson. <laughs> Can you imagine I, I even brought out Hugh Jackman from Les Miserables so oh. you can bring him home. Get your asses out to Montana and bring him home. Wait, who goes that? Does Jay Moore go out to Montana to get him back? I don't care if it's uh, Jay Molly Moore. <laughs> I'll, I'll actually, I don't work for the team, but for my uh, radio show and our radio show here, fellas, uh, I'll, I'll take that one. Whatever you want me to drive and go pick Phil Jackson up in, I'll, I'll take a couple of days off. He comes uh, back I'll, to be I'll the head coach and takes Genie away from Jay. <laughs> All right, I wasn't, I wasn't going. <laughs> they get engaged again, and now it's back. And then now, now you have like, wow. hey, we, let, let's do, let's renew Showtime, the TV show, except we have a time jump. We're jumping to 2024, <laughs> where the Lakers are struggling, and and Jay Moore is is engaged to Genie Bus, but here comes Phil Jackson back. Oh, man. I mean, how bad have they been? since they got engaged yeah i mean it could be it could be the jay moore genie bus curse it could be the curse i gotta look that up what's their record since they got engaged well they have the in-season tournament banner yeah they do have that they do have a victory had a great week that's about it i but but here's the thing okay i'm and i'm being serious when i say this i don't know that phil can still physically coach like i don't know if he can can he you wheel him in if you have to Can what, what does he have to do? I don't know that get, he can one, get him one of those thrones. It's you like an know, iron throne and just sit there. You saw the trouble Phil had getting out of chairs when he was younger. Doesn't I mean, matter. Can, you roll him out there like Bernie. You stuff him if you yeah. have to. <laughs> but you, you saw him at that Bulls thing the other other night, right? Like two weeks ago, he actually showed up. Yeah. That's I as mean, happy and as um, mobile as I've seen him in a while, getting to hang out with guys like Luke Longley. Uh, yeah, Steve Kerr. He was having would, fun with it, so he was around the game again. Yeah, I would love, but I, I mean, the rigors of co- like how long until he's like, "Hey, I'm cooked. I'm winded." Uh, Phil, you've been the Dude, coach for three Zoom days. We've got one game. You know, I mean, what, what's he going to? He's going to do everything remotely. I mean, you can't no, be an NBA coach remotely. But I, legitimately, like though, Jason, better than Darvin Ham. <laughs> but like, you could show up to the facilities and for road games. I, I had this idea years ago. How about you got a monitor? And you got someone with a joystick, and it's following, and it's turned. He's just sitting there. <laughs> and you or have him mic'd so he can still do the whistle to get mm. people's attention. Okay. But yeah, otherwise, it's a robot. Or an assistant with a GoPro 
who is just relay, and Phil is looking at everybody through, and the assistant's just relaying everything Phil is saying. Kind of like when Super Dave Osborne did that on Arrested Development, and he was the yeah. surrogate. <laughs> he's, no, but that's he's just you got a guy saying everything Phil's going to say. The coach with the giant rack, and it's a monitor over the top, so as the guy moves, <laughs> Phil's got the, got the eyes over the top. A coach with a giant rack on mm. it. Yeah. Okay, coach the giant rat. Yep, let's let's write that down. Uh, I, I I'd love to see. I just don't think he can. I I just don't think he can do it. I mean, I mean, I, I told you, I sat in Phil's chair fifteen years ago when I did that. Uh, did a feature for ESPN.com. And I did a feature on, on the Lakers pregame for ESPN.com. I wrote a feature there. It's, it's you can never find it up there. Actually, story, you sat that. in that chair. And I, of course I did. It was, come on, i got to sit in Phil's chair. That and might be pad- one of the most disrespectful things I've ever heard. The padding on that chair is unlike any padding you've ever seen on a chair ever. Ever. I mean, it's like, oh, my God. How, but that's what he had to sit That's 15 years ago what he had to sit in. How's he going to do it now? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if he can. I mean, I get the whole WWE entrance by holding him up in a throne that's and he right. comes in. But, I mean, I, I, I don't think he can. Hey, I'd man, they'll build it. him back b- bigger, faster, I'd stronger. Lo- <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Modern medicine brings back uh, Phil Jackson to the sideline. But I'll tell you, Thursday against uh, Thursday against the Celtics, like that's going to be it. Why not like, that, tonight? That's going to be the final game. Because I I don't know. I mean, I'm texting you, Jay right now. Do you, do you? I mean, I don't know if you're the Lakers. Do you really want your your new head coach to come in? And, and maybe they don't. Maybe they're being they're pushing it and they haven't really looked as much. But do you really want your head coach to come in, in the first game? Be when you get drubbed on the road in Boston, or What's do you rather difference? say, hey, let's get a clean slate? Because for the Lakers, after this game on Thursday against Boston, what what do they have coming up? The schedule lightens up a little bit, not a ton, but it lightens up a little bit because you do have the Knicks on Saturday. So forget that. Well, that's a but win. Then. But then you have Charlotte, Denver's going to be tough, but you have New Orleans, Detroit, Utah, Golden State, San Antonio. Those are your games through the middle of February. No, I get so it. So that's kind of where you want the guy in for. But I you mean, can't I, keep kicking the can down the road. If they're done, they're done. That's what I mean. It's Thursday. Thursday's going to be it. Like, I think Thursday's going to be the last game. That's going to be it. I'm telling but, you, man. But it's that's just be- saying, like, all right, why go get drubbed again? If you're going to get the same attitude and effort that you got tonight, coming off of last night, and you watched, you watched them quit today. Like that game was done. He's done. Oh, Darvin, you know. Darvin Ham is done. He is done as a. So, if so you really why, want to get him good, guys, yeah. you fire him right after the loss to the Pistons. He <laughs> <laughs> loses, and the Pistons get their tenth win. Hey, we're not going to be the worst team of all time. Congratulations. <laughs> be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, you would think, Mike, that here we are getting ready for the Super Bowl and all the big stories about how good or bad Brock Purdy is and the Seattle Seahawks hire a head coach. I can say to myself, you know, at least I'm done for the offseason with embarrassing stories about the Jets. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's a two-week no. buildup, so this is where no. we leak out everything that's left in the tank. No, before uh, writers go on uh, holiday, holiday, holiday. Nope, no, 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 Jason. No, no, no. You're going to get the most embarrassing, damaging football story of the day with this expose done in The Athletic about the Jets and the level of dysfunction that they have even under Aaron Rodgers. Now, before we get into it, I got to say, because I want to say this before, because I, I want people to understand my point. It's like I can't I can't say it and then bring it up and you understand. No, I got to say this ahead of time. Do we really need an inside, in-depth hit piece on the Jets to tell you that the Jets are a bleep and blank show? Do we really need that? I mean, did you, did you need Diana Rossini, whoever else worked on this piece and talked to 30 people in the organization? Did you really need an expose to, oh, hey, guess what? The Jets are a blank show. No, I think uh, I could have kind of guessed that. Just, just, just myself. Just myself, I think I would have known that already. No, sure. It's common sense. And as uh, our guy Frostberg would say, it's science. However, I will say this to you. This is like every horror movie. Remember we wrote the Sesame Street horror movie yesterday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Work of brilliance. People go back and listen to the podcast. It's brilliant. But, oh, my friends were calling me today with ideas because we didn't oh, know yeah. what to do with Grover. And they said, no, here's what you do with Grover. They give me Grover no, no, ideas. Look, we got we to gotta build out our wall of characters and figure out where they all fit in. But yeah, Grover was uh, of principal interest to us, no question about it. But it's like those horror movies where... Yeah, it may not have any substantive value because you you killed the the demon, the mass murderer, wh- whatever the entity is, and yet you still, if you've got a gun in your hand, you fire a couple of bullets into him. That's kind of what we're doing with the Jets. <laughs> All right, go back to our favorite reference of The Simpsons. Stop, stop. He's already dead. <laughs> That's where we're at. I mean, I don't know that we need. I don't know that we needed the inside expose to tell. Hey, guess what? The Jets are a dumpster fire. Okay. Wait, wait. You're not reacting to it. We talked to 30 people about it. All right. You, you, you don't. You don't think I know that already? You don't think, you don't think I know? I mean, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I. I don't. 
I don't understand. I kind of had that one nailed it's down. such a big deal. I watch Robert Sala, and I can tell what his level of angst by the oh. colored dye in his beard. Man, I'll tell you. I, look, let's. we'll get into the details of this because <laughs> it's embarrassing on so many levels. And again, you get to laugh at me because it's fun. Uh, let Express Employment Professionals help hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, interviews with unqualified applicants. Move up to the pros. You hear that, Woody Johnson? Move up to the pros when you hire your next head coach. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. That's ExpressPros.com. So while we're getting ready for the Super Bowl and all this fun stuff, and the Knicks keep winning and winning and winning and winning, um, an expose on the season that went on in New York with the Jets was published by The Athletic earlier today. Now, there's it, it, it paints a large picture of dysfunction. Like picture when you go into a museum and you see one of those pictures that's like the greatest battle scene ever and there's just people fighting everywhere. That's like the dysfunction. I can't count it all. I can't. This guy's fighting with a sword. This guy's got a gun. This guy has a net. This guy's got a knife. This guy's on a ship. This guy's on a horse. It, that's, the, that, that's how many things are involved with the take in. level of dysfunction. But these are the high points. The expose was done. Uh, to look back at the dysfunction of the Jets, and they and they found again they talked to over thirty people <laughs> to find out the following information: Robert Sala extremely concerned about leaks, especially about Zach Wilson and his playing status to the press, <laughs> got so incensed and paranoid at one point he was thinking of asking his coaches for their phones to try to find out who the leaker is, who was leaking things to the press about what's going on with the Jets. Dear so, Robert, yeah. the team-issued phone was handed in. Guess what? <laughs> Radio so you, shacks down the street. And I say that with a tongue-in-cheek. You have Sala, who was, it was looking for people leaking information to the media and was going to ask for everybody's phone. He allegedly wanted a, a bit of a nod for 2024, a vote of confidence from Woody Johnson, from Joe Douglas. He didn't get it. He spent a lot of time ahead of the, ahead of the, ahead of the time and, and in front of the scenes praising Zach Wilson. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, ripping Zach Wilson, ripping the offense, ripping the offensive line, ripping the receivers, saying if we win eight games with, with Zach Wilson, it will be an unbelievable achievement. Uh, you had the Aaron Rodgers-Zach Wilson relationship, even though it started well when Wilson, when Rodgers was healthy, went down the tubes after Rodgers got hurt, and the two really didn't speak. Zach Wilson, very upset because they never changed the offense to do what he did well, uh, and this is on, on Nathaniel Hackett, the, the offense coordinator, that never had any sense of we need to change things to get things done. The offense was built around Aaron Rodgers, and they didn't adjust to build around Zach Wilson when they knew Zach Wilson was going to be the quarterback, which is why he failed for the better part of the season. So, knowing that these are just some of the highlights of what yeah. we've heard about the Jets in this whole last season, uh, let me ask you, again, when I said two weeks ago, Mike, I don't know, man, I can't really get excited for next year because who knows if Rodgers is going to be around. All I, can, can I get excited? Can you tell me how it's just going to get better because Rodgers is going to play? No, I mean, it's really. going really. to be just like uh, the argument we made about Lamar Jackson and, and just the AFC in general. It's going to be a pain in the ass to rise up and do anything, not only in division, right? Josh Allen's not going anywhere. McDaniel and what he's leading with Tua and company, that's not going anywhere. I've got to think by default the Patriots may uh, have a tick up in the scoring column. So just there, you're already uh, behind the eight ball. 
dude, yeah, dude, that doesn't rest. even matter. Dude, that doesn't even matter. I'm talking about how how are they? They have all sorts of drama and issues. Oh, yeah, yeah, going no. into this year, it's like it's like the last ten years of Aaron Rodgers we repeated in one season, and the guy didn't even play. Like the we well, like where it was at with Rodgers and the Packers at the end. That's where we're at after one year with the Jets. You're not shocked. You shouldn't be. It was the Jets coming in. Robert Sala, we already had our questions about. The fact that you brought in Hackett because, you know, Aaron said so <laughs> is problematic. Oh, and you brought in, hey, Aaron, you also want these has-been wide receivers, most of whom will be healthy scratches throughout the season? Yeah, let's go pay them an exorbitant amount of money as well to make you happy. And that's even before we get to snap number five. But I mean, this is just in general, you know, the fact that you were still dancing around things with the team when he was already hurt. Because they say that the relationship with Rodgers and Wilson was fine until he got hurt. How does that make which any is when sense? when it should get better. <laughs> right. It should have gotten better at that point. How does it get worse when he's there? Because he's know, Aaron look, Rodgers. Look, he's everything me, look, we talked about. Again, this is like one of those, I, 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 can't have an, I can't have a good day. I cannot. I couldn't enjoy the Knicks. I can't enjoy the Knicks being the best team in the NBA this month. Now one of the top three teams in the league. No, no, no. You got to hit me well, with this Jet story today. But do you know what? You, you can enjoy the Knicks because right now none of this matters. None of this. Who matters. knows? It's Maybe Aaron next- Rodgers in the middle of some kind of crazy thing going on with the Knicks. Maybe he's telling Julius Randle well, they're not treating you right, and you should ask out Julius Randle rather than come back and play another minute. Well, for that. I'll tell you what. For the fact that he is out at least several weeks with that injury. Plenty of time for Rodgers and his people to get involved talking about different therapies, treatments, and others. Mm. So you need to, you know, go take uh, Julius's cell phone. <laughs> but the the big thing for this, right? There's there's a lot of angles on this, but the biggest one is something that I have told you from the beginning. Robert Sala is not up to this. It is too much for him, and the Jets need a new head coach. They have needed a new head coach for a while. Him coming in to do this in New York turned out to be the worst thing. Do do I think Robert Sala could be a successful head coach? Yeah, but he probably needed to be off the radar and kind of grow into his own as being a head coach instead of, well, I'm jumping in the fire in New York and I'm going to be a glorified defensive coordinator. And when the blank hits the fan, I'm going to throw the offense under the bus because, you know, my defense is great. I mean, all of this, none of this, none of this tells me that he has what it takes to be a head coach in the NFL. He doesn't. The job is too much for him. All right. Uh, He wanted absolve for the season he couldn't win asking for the phones of his what, what is it a parent teenager I'm going to ask you for your phone if you're texting that boy I don't want you to text because he's bad news he hangs it on the corner he smokes cigarettes he skips class you're not texting him I mean what are we doing here give me your phone so I can check it this is the level of paranoia that this head coach is at he's not a good head coach he's not he doesn't win enough games his sideline demeanor is awful when they're winning he's jumping around like he's a player and mm-hmm. when they're losing he's sulking yeah he's absolutely sulking and his body language is terrible and it doesn't inspire anybody the team shows up flat way too many times in a season one or two times over 17 games does a team show up flat yeah that's that's just general that just happens in the nfl but the jets do it every other week and you would think that wouldn't happen he is so out of his depth and all of these problems all of these problems that you have with Aaron Rodgers coming in and what he's been allowed to do and, and, and Zach Wilson and the relationship and Nathaniel, all this, all this is on the head coach. 
All of this is on the head coach. All of it is on Robert Sala to fix. This is all under your job description of head coach. It's not just build a great defense, watch the plaudits roll in, do a commercial where you're brushing your teeth, blame the offense when you don't win, and repeat next season. This is all on him. These are all things that he needs to take care of that falls under his jurisdiction, and the Jets have taken care of none of them, and they're still a tire fire because of it. He's out of his depth as head coach, and I'm hoping that the Jets see some kind of reason and are able to go get somebody else to come in to be a CEO type head coach. It's like, hey, I'm in charge of this team. This is how it's going to work here. But I, but you know, already here we are at the end of January, and everybody's hired their coaches. And I don't know where where you go at this point. But I don't know that I'm excited with. If if you give me uh, Simpson's choice of Sala or something else, I think I'll just take something else at this point because something else has to be better. Because I don't see this suddenly turning just because Aaron Rodgers comes back next year when you have no idea how many snaps the guy's going to even play. Well, yeah at least have to suffer through a partial new season with uh, Sala before Woody Johnson. Well, actually, no, before Aaron Rodgers goes to Woody Johnson and tells him that Sala's not the answer and tries to get Hackett promoted. I'll take Belichick at this point. I'll take Belichick and his no fastball having head coaching. No, no, I tried to tell you the whole time. I've been telling you that for weeks. Frostberg and I have been on you, and you were like, oh, you're just being jerks. Like, no, he'd be a much better coach. We were looking out for him. Right. As long as he's not getting personnel decisions. I'll take Belichick and his 72-mile-an-hour fastball over Robert Sala right now. Yeah, I would like to close I'll take Steve Belichick and his mullet over Robert Sala right now. Since your heart rate is accelerated and uh, blood pressure – uh, I, I am having uh, a mocha right now, too, so yeah. it really is a bad, dangerous combination. Yeah, I, I'm going to go through one of our, our favorite thought leaders from uh, 2017, Track 13. Uh, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> because you break them, I had to take them away. Hmm. Yes, that's Taylor Swift. Uh, oh, boy. Just for you, Jason, because Thanks, buddy. you know you were all excited about your Knicks, and, uh, well, this slapped you back down to reality. I can't wait to see what happens now. Jalen Brunson's going to want out. Yeah, I want out now. I don't. I don't want to play here anymore. Oh no, he I'm, wants I'm to get. Uh, he I'm wants done. to redo his contract. Lakers, I'm a, hearing. I don't get along with Tom Thibodeau. I want. I want more money, yeah. and I want out. I don't want to trade. Well, you know, one guy who should want to trade, and that goes back to the Lakers. Uh, How about you trade LeBron James? Anyway, we'll save that for another time. Uh, but yeah, Jalen Brunson's going to want to get paid more money here any day now. So uh, look for that. Uh, to cause a problem for your Knicks. This, I'm trying to give you all the, all no, the I, hatred. I mean, and the Mets are going to suck, so it's all together. I appreciate that, buddy. I appreciate I'm that. here I, for I, you. I'm, I'm going to spend all my time looking at ACC football previews because many pundits think Syracuse can make a run at the ACC title this year, which is just so awesome. You, I never thought that would happen. <laughs> have you already started uh, doing like some embroidery of a, a nice uh, quilt or something with Fran? Fran's uh, face on there. Oh yeah, Fran Brown's face, Kyle McCord's face. Oh yeah, all again, all all legends of years past. Oh, 100 percent. I'm all ready. If we can mass produce those and get those uh, ready for what, the fall. What a blank show. Get out. What a blank show. What a blank show. And it's all because Robert Sala is out of his depth as head coach. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.